In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Broads and Books listeners. Aaron and I have some big news, and we are too excited to keep it to ourselves. We are going to be at the Des Moines Book Festival on March 28th, 2020. That's right. And not just there. We are going to do a live podcast on the main stage. Live and in person. In person. In this live event, we are going to tackle a theme of authors with unique paths to writing. Come hear about authors who have defied the odds to create powerful works and be inspired by writers who've carved extraordinary routes to publishing. We'll talk book recommendations, tell some of our favorite stories, and start your festival day with a laugh. And you can be there, and we want you to be there, and please be there. We are so excited to meet some of our listeners and share some new recommendations with you. Plus, this festival is going to be huge. It's hosting some big names, including Taylor Jenkins Reid, Chuck Klosterman, Tayari Jones, and Laura (laughs) Prusca. You know it. (laughs) So many of our faves. So many big names. But... If you can't be there in person, don't worry, because we're going to release that live episode from that day as one of our episodes. You can also be a part of the event by submitting a question that we might answer live on stage. You could be name-checked on stage. On stage. So if you need a good book recommendation or you're curious about us, you have a question, submit that to us at admin at broadsandbooks.com. And you can find that email as well on our website. Submit your question by March 26th for a chance to be featured at the event. Mark your calendars and get ready for a great time with the broads. We are so looking forward to it. And who knows? Maybe we'll even break out some tuxes, Erin. Never know. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode number 50, Girls Gone Wild. 
again. Again. <laughs> 50. I'm, I'm 50. And I'm we went wild. And kick <laughs> and go wild again. So we've done this theme before. We have. Episode number two, Aaron. But we got some response. Damn, People damn. like this thiam. Yeah. And guess what today is? What is it, Aaron? Galentine's Day. You're damn right it is. It's not that other day. No. Galentine's yeah, Day. Yes, Galentine's Day. Ovaries, ovaries before breweries. Yes. Which is why we thought Girls Gone Wild. It's perfect. Again. A perfect. Because perfect as we day. established in episode number two, girls that are often seen as crazy are just regular girls living their life fed up fed up <laughs> fed up with stuff wow you got real into the fed yes up. yeah are you fed up right now yeah okay with a lot of things <laughs> just life in general just yeah okay yeah i mean that's the that's condition of being a woman Aaron. yeah i i also really i mean i love galentine's day i don't yeah. like the other one no yeah. not at all i hate them so i'm so happy that leslie note from parks and recreation created this alternate holiday yes this i can get behind absolutely no stupid candy hearts and all that nope. bullshit girls having friendships and being cool yes and breakfast <laughs> and if they want to eat candy because it's their own decision yes then great if they want to eat bed yes. candy then they am all over it yes <laughs> say that a little out of guilt because i do have some valentine's day candy at bed candy right now but not because there's no nothing wrong with yeah, that it's just those cinnamon hearts are delicious exactly yeah so. yeah that's always a treat yourself moment. Oh, it look, was, I brought another parts oh, and rec thing in. Oh, oh my God. Synergy, fine man. leather goods. <laughs> Synergy. Oh, God, that's another theme you brought in. Oh, oh you're kidding me. I, maybe I'm just thinking about all of them because it's episode number 50, 50, Aaron. 50. We're creeping right up on 52. <gasps> Damn right we are. Which would be a year. Yes. If you're familiar with the calendar. calendar. <laughs> familiar with this thing that we call oh. timekeeping <laughs> and planetary orbits yes yeah also that also that yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so aaron yes thinking about girls gone wild yes got a question for you oh gosh all right can you tell us about a time someone would have described you as crazy or wild a girl gone wild you might mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. if they were a witness well, we've already covered the wrestling tournament I was situation. just thinking about that yeah. one. Yep. So we've already covered that. Uh -huh. um, this was another time. And I am normally, I'm not, it takes a lot to get me to this level, to yes. be clear. So I was driving and one of my children was in the car and I, it was in a, like a parking lot and I was coming up on another, like a driveway. Okay. And clearly the other people have a stop sign. Like mm -hmm. I can see the stop sign. It's for them. I start to proceed and they lose their mind. They're honking. They're yelling out their window. And I don't know what it was about the day, but I was just infuriated. You and I, had it. I hit the brakes and I just looked at them and they're like flipping me off and freaking out. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I had the right of way. Like something just snapped <laughs> and I got out of the car. <gasps> yeah, I got out of the car. Oh my God. Ill-advised. Please do not do oh this. God, but I, can't. I got okay. out of the car, yeah. walked up to the stop sign pointed it and then pointed where it was pointing and just looked at the people in the car i pointed at the stop sign pointed at the road pointed at the stop sign pointed at the road mm -hmm. repeat yeah later upon uh -huh. reflection i realized they could have just run me over 
They could have. They were yeah. wielding a large weapon at that point when I was standing outside as a, a car. Not oh, I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> no, no. You stood up against a gun? No. Okay. But then that could have also That could have happened. happened. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I just got back in the car and then they drove away quietly and I felt like that was a win. But anyone from inside would have probably thought, oh, yeah. What is she doing? Uh-huh. Why? And I, I didn't just point once or twice. Multiple times. It was multiple times. And, and very exaggerated. Like, <laughs> stop sign. Road. That's like you can't road. see right now because yeah. this is a podcast, but mm-hmm. she's very, you know, like firm uh, hands, uh, clean uh, lines. Uh, uh. If I had ever been a cheerleader, my arms <laughs> would not have been more on point. <laughs> Which child was in the car? <clears throat> Evan. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did he respond to this uh, moment? He was dead silent. And mm-hmm. then after a few minutes, he was like, that didn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> How old was he at that point? Oh, gosh. He was still uh, probably like fifth grade. Okay. Yeah, maybe but fourth he was, grade. But yeah. he was old enough to recognize yeah. this was And I was like, you're move. right. That was really bad parenting on my part to show you that. And I'm sorry you had... Or was it good parenting <laughs> to show him that you'd had enough? And there are moments you can't take it anymore. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was not me in the wrong. <laughs> and it was just the day where I'm like, I can't do it. Can't do I it. I can't do it today. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So what about you? Is there a time someone would have said, whoa? Oh, God. Yeah, many. But also, there's this one work situation that I immediately thought of. Um, this was when I was still working in advertising mm. in Chicago. And we I was on a client call by myself. Everyone else was out or, I don't know, drinking or something. There was... Something fun. This was the company <laughs> where all things were on the table. Okay, okay. And I was getting feedback from a subject matter expert, which in this case meant a nurse who was reviewing this medical brochure okay. that I had written. Okay. She proceeded to then walk through every sentence and every paragraph and point out where there should be commas and where there should be different words in the sentence. What? Remember, she was a nurse, not a writer, which I was the copywriter right. on this job. And as I started to realize what was happening, and also remember that there were 10 pages in this goddamn brochure, I was getting so upset and so just like, I got to get out of this situation, but I can't tell her to F off because she's our client. Right. So I was getting sweaty, but I was also starting to cry because then when, you know, when the rage starts turning into tears and that's the girl thing. Yep. And at one point there was a coworker that walked by. And like knocked on the window just to say hi. And I turned around and there were probably like mascara tears all down my face. And he was like, oh, oh. okay. So then he brought in backup. Oh. But also, I think he looked at me differently every day after that day. Oh. He was like, oh, God, she's one of those crazy girls. She's that can't fragile. Hand- she can't handle feedback. Yeah. No, I can't. That's not it at all. No. No, you're lame. That's yes. what that was about. Every time she said a comment, I wanted to be like, bitch, you ain't a writer. No. What are you doing? Blood pressure, fine. <laughs> Tell me about that. Also, this brochure was about um, male erectile dysfunction. So just remember that as Ooh. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I spent a good hour crying about a brochure on erectile dysfunction. That's a that's a Saturday Night Live sketch right it there. It sure if I ever is. heard one. A.D. Bryan, if you're listening, run with it. Write that. Go for that it. That sounds great. <laughs> At Amy's expense. Yes. (laughs) Another question for you. Oh, yes. If men Mm -hmm. had to deal with the same issues that women do, which let's just establish they would not be able to handle it. No. What do you think would be their number one complaint? I think that what we would hear over and over again is, no one's listening to me. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. That was my idea. I said that two weeks ago. Uh And they wouldn't have the like gumption or the stick-to-itiveness to say, like to convince someone else to go along with you. Like I feel like women have to do that a lot. Like to do so much behind the scenes work. Everyone think it's their idea. And then we'll get get it. Even though we know it's the better route. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, I feel like a lot of times men get away with just like, no, this is the way we're going to do it. Exactly. And if it were reversed and no one listened to them, they would just be messes. Uh It would be like toddler tantrums everywhere all the no time no one's listening to me yes yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like that would be number one on the list of problems yeah i think you're right and i think that i would find an inordinate amount of pleasure in watching so that. much so much pleasure yeah mm-hmm. i would also like if someone's one of the guys said the idea i would five minutes later repeat that idea as my own yes and then i would get that idea as my own and then i would hum nine to five all the time <laughs> Be like, now you know why I like that song. <laughs> now you get it. Now you get it. How's that cup of Feminism. ambition tasting over there? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's how it would go down. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. So obviously, because of all these things, sometimes I feel like there should be centers dedicated to this. Yes. But Amy, let's suppose you ran a center mm-hmm. where women could go to relax. Yeah. Find some peace. What would it be like? What would you do? What would be your mantra? I'll tell you my mantra in two words. Ooh. Smash shit. <gasps> this would be a place where you could yes. go. You could select whatever items you want to smash. Maybe some plates. Okay. Maybe some glasses. Yep. Maybe some bottles. Mm-hmm. You take whatever implement you want to use to smash that thing. Fake Maybe leg. baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Fake leg for sure. Okay. Baseball bat maybe. Yeah. I mean whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Uh-huh. And you get a designated amount of time. You go in there with your safety glasses, maybe some headphones if you want, or just to listen to it. And you smash the hell out of every single item there. Mm -hmm. And you come away feeling refreshed, relaxed, ready to handle all the tantrums that men will then throw for the rest of your life. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a great. I love it. I'm trying to think through what a logo would look like. Maybe it's a person with a fake leg, a woman with a fake leg. (laughs) Smashing a china, like a china cup or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or some wedding china. Yeah. I think it's just broken glass. Yes. Because jagged beer bottle, broken glass. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. I agree. I really want to do this. I know. So the fake leg made me think of (laughs) one of the moments that I fell in love with Real Housewives. Okay. Was early on in one of the seasons, and I want to say she was on New York. I was watching an episode with a woman who had... Indeed, a prosthetic leg. Oh, my God. Who got in an argument and for some reason <laughs> thought that the best way to end the argument was to detach a fake leg. Oh, my God. And throw it on the table. Just throw it out there like an offering. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to lose your leg and you're going to get a fake leg, I would take it off every chance I got yes. and throw it at some shit. It felt like I was like, this is... The best social experiment I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, what was the reaction among people it, when there's a fake leg on the table? So many things. That, and it was so one of those moments where it's so uncomfortable and awkward and you're not there and you're just like, oh, I want this to end. I want it to yeah. end. But you're also glued. And that's when I was like, okay, you can't write this. Like, no one asked her to do that. Something mm-hmm. about this show made mm-hmm. her go so off the rails that she thought, I'm going to take off my table. <laughs> and then I was in. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be our image for this episode of Girls Gone Wild again. Yes. 
lady going nuts and throwing her leg on the table. I also had an earth science teacher in high school who had yeah. a fake leg that to oh get us God. to be quiet. Where did they get the teachers for your school? They had the beekeeper guy. They have this fake leg person. He would take it off to get us to be quiet. What? <laughs> Which is a terrible reward because then we wouldn't be quiet. Yeah, until you'd want to see the leg come but off. But he wouldn't take, like he had work, you know, like slacks on. So it detached somehow and he would throw it over his shoulder, which would. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying this out loud and it's horrific. And it's making me feel like such a jerk. <laughs> He would throw it over, but it was still inside the pants. Oh my god! So he would <laughs> his pants like, would be over his shoulder. It was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> but you're right. If he's using that to <sighs> silence kids. Kids are just going to be like, let's get more of that. Yeah, I need to see that fake leg yeah, in the trousers. Yeah, I need to see the leg go over the shoulder. And then it would just be like trousers stretched and a fake leg. And... Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. But seriously, where did they hire all these weirdos for your school? I don't know. Wow. Maybe they didn't pay well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe part of their application was like, what's your weirdness? Let's put it out there. And he was just like, whoop. <laughs> They're like done. They're like hired. Yeah, that seems perfect. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about, you know, taking a shitty thing that's happened and turning it into gold. Yeah, I'm sure that's how he felt. Yeah, I'm, sure that's how he felt. <laughs> I'm sure a piece of him didn't die every day. <laughs> Damn kids don't understand. Yeah. It's the only way I can get him to be quiet. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Well, you wow. know, I don't think anyone in our books that we've picked have gone that wild. Maybe no. they have. Yeah. Not in my picks. I don't know Me either. Yours. No, okay. not to take off fake leg level. However, there's um, lots of wildness and weirdness, especially yes. in my first fiction pick. Ooh, what is it? Which is called Jane Doe mm. by Victoria Helen Stone. And this is from 2018. So Jane seems like an ordinary girl. She works in insurance in the Minnesota she wears plain Jane clothes, lots of floral dresses. Yes. She seems to have real low self-esteem and insecurity. Mm. Fairly normal. Okay. Because of that, she grabs the attention of a manager at work, Stephen, because he likes him insecure. He likes him willing to let him call all the shots and treat her like garbage. Oh, no. But what we, learn, what we learn very early on is that this is an act. Jane is playing a role mm. specifically to bring Stephen in because she wants revenge for something that he did. Oh, right. How great a concept of this. Jane plays this part like a full method actor, right? She she kind of is because she's different from other people. She doesn't feel the same emotions and worries. She's verging on sociopath. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's already there, which puts her in a perfect place to bring this guy down. Honestly, I had so much fun reading this. It was so gratifying on so many levels, especially if you've been reading some of the other books that we've been talking about, about evildoers and creeps and every guy you want to take down. Um, Jane is fully not someone you probably want in your life. She's terrifying in many ways. Um, But because she's directing her rage and her revenge against this just horror show, shit show of a guy, Mm. it's perfect. Um. Because he treats women like his personal playthings. And so it's so gratifying to see how she's messing with him, how she's manipulating him, how she's working towards this goal of ultimately bringing him down. Mm. 
Um, I also love this because this author, Stone, uh, Victoria Helen Stone, she just nails some of the acting that we do every day, like oh, we women, you yeah. know, like you were saying before, even in a work scenario, we have to do so much extra work to try and like make ourselves seem smaller make the men like, you know, mm-hmm. feel like things are their idea, all that kind of stuff that we just sort of naturally do, which is bullshit, but we do it right because yeah. that's part of living in mm-hmm. the world. And so she gets a lot of that, this author, and she brings this into uh, life. And I like that, you know, we oftentimes we tamp down some of our wildness, some of our natural like wants and needs and behaviors yeah. to just go along with things, to, to fit in, to be liked. And she dissects a lot of that in some really terrific ways in the way that Jane uh, goes about bringing this asshole down. Wow. So I say just set aside a weekend and read this because I think I read it in a couple days and it was it was so great. It was just a perfect sort of like... Oh, at the oh. end kind of thing. Also, I learned that a sequel is coming in March. And I learned, fun fact, that the author used to write romance under Victoria Dahl, her name. Oh. But she changed her pen name so that she could write darker fiction like this. How cool is that? Get it. I say good for you. She wanted to write about Girls Gone Wild. She knew it. She knew it. So she changed her name. She made it happen. She made it happen. And man... You got to read about Jane Doe. I'm telling you. It's a nice antidote, like I said, to all the, you know, nobody's victim, she said. Seems like a great Valentine's Day. It really does. It's a Valentine's Day for you, for your friends. Yeah. Buy some candy you like. Exactly. Read about Cinnamon Red Hearts. Yes. Done. They're chewy and delicious. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, my fiction pick this week is called The Silent Patient by Alex Michael Ides. Hmm. So this was published in 2019. It was a Goodreads choice winner for 2019 for the mystery thriller category. Um, The author himself, he was born in Cyprus to a Greek father and English mother. He studied English literature at Cambridge University, has a Master of Arts in screenwriting, and he wrote the film The Devil You Know, which came out in 2013 Hmm. with Rosamund Pike. Uh, mm-hmm. co-wrote The Con Is On, which came out in 2018 with Uma Thurman. Um, but this is his first novel. So this is the first time, and it's doozy, Ooh, let me tell you. So we start with this main character, uh, Alicia, who is this wonderful painter. She's very well known, makes a lot of money, um, and has this great husband who is this terrific photographer. So looks like this amazing couple mm-hmm. making all kinds of money. They have this beautiful home in London. Seems like they have everything. And then you find out that on one night, Alicia shoots her husband, Gabriel, five times in the face oh, oh. and is found there at the house. Um, and from the moment she's arrested at the scene, she doesn't doesn't speak. She just stops speaking. So because of that, during the trial, she, instead of being sent to prison, she is sent to a forensic psychologist unit, a mm-hmm. secure where they can supposedly maybe help her get past this. But there's also, even though she's been convicted of the crime because she was the one there, there's also kind of this um, want to understand why, like what was the motive there? No one can understand even family members. I mean, everything was supposed to be good. There's no evidence of anything else. So nobody can really get on board. Uh, so that's where she meets um, Theo Faber, who has come to the Grove. That's the name of the unit she's at. And you get the idea that he has an interest in her story, that he's heard about it. And he mm-hmm. kind of followed her there because he wanted to be the one to crack her. He wanted oh. to be the one to get her to talk. So from there, we start to see his message 
methods and how he's trying to get her to confess what happened or explain what happened. Um, and it is so gripping. It's and twisty and weird. It goes so off the rails in so many directions. Um, and you're, you're intensely like loyal to her by through reading it, but you're also weirded out by that because you're fairly sure that she did shoot him. I mean, it is just, it's kind of a range of emotions, but it's just a really good psychological thriller. It was a Mm -hmm. great read. Um, And I picked it for this theme because this is a great example. I feel like of that girl's gone wild where on all aspects, it looks like she's crazy. Like, I mean, she shot her husband five times in the face. She's in a, a, you know, um, secure unit. It seems like, okay, this is legit crazy. Yeah, Yeah. legit crazy. And society, everyone on the outside, you know, has made that decision. Um, Her psychologist says he's doing work talks to members of Gabriel's family. And they're kind of willing to say, I mean, yeah, we feel bad. Like we always really liked her. But um, but then you start to see these other sides and you start to hear other stories and you realize, I don't think I understand all of this. And I love that idea because to me, that's exactly what the Girls Gone Wild mm-hmm. thing is. Like mm-hmm. on the surface, yeah, maybe you could dismiss it as crazy, but usually there's something, it's kind of the iceberg idea. Yeah, you dig deeper. There's yeah. something there that you can understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you can relate to mm-hmm. that. It means a lot more, has a lot more meaning. And it is no different in this book because it goes crazy. It is such, it's such a gratifying, satisfying read. The ending, you'll just be stunned Ooh, yeah sounds terrific it's one of those like it's so good and then you think about it for a while and then you have trouble picking up another book because you're like i don't want to enter another world yeah right now i am just kind of like what wow and unraveling you can feel it coming and you have this sense and then it happens and then you're and then you turn and it's the last page and you're like oh my oh my gosh yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he was a screenwriter before writing this, could you see, like, is it sort of cinematic in that way? Oh, is yeah. it like, really? Yes, wow. very much so. Yeah. And I could easily see this being a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would uh-huh. be terrific, probably. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting to think about screenwriters turning to novelizations, because yes. I imagine they have to be so good at dialogue, first off, and so good at, like, mm-hmm. setting moods and things that, yeah. Well, and, you know, I think... When I think about it, and when you, you know, when you kind of put it in that context, he's very good at what I would call sleight of hand, like mm-hmm. drawing your attention to something Ooh, else, yeah. which I think is probably really helpful in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to direct to the scene or whatever. You know, you don't always just want the main picture to be the focus. You want, mm-hmm. you know, someone to take in the whole setting. So I think that that skill probably translated really Definitely. well for him. I could see how it could go bad for some people that try for to write sure. novels, but not for him. Wow. Yeah. So real talent, yeah. Also sounds real creepy and wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. his author picture. I mean, what really? He's. <laughs> I, what does this mean? Is he attractive? Yeah. Is he, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what the eyes were doing yeah. right there. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, kind of one of those people. They're like, "Cool, you got everything." Ah, damn it. Yeah. Cool, but Great. also, but also, you can look at that author photo in between breaks of your reading, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Ooh." Mm-hmm. All right. Also, like, hey, do you want to autograph this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm now envisioning the social media for this episode and what you're going to do with this. Are you just really going to try? Girl's and- gone wild. <laughs> I mean, no parameters, no boundaries. <laughs> Ooh, I got to take my sweater off. <laughs> you got sweaty. <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs> 
Well, thinking of screenwriters slash writers, mm-hmm. actually, my nonfiction, my other genre pick, is called Cam Girl by Issa Mazay. It's a memoir from okay. 2019. So growing up, Issa, she liked attention. She especially liked flirting and seducing boys and girls. She liked being known as the wild one in her group, in her school, the girl that's game for anything. But at the same time, she didn't like actual sex. She felt sort of empty and scared about it. She dreaded it. So it was this real interesting, like, she likes the attention, the seduction part, but not what might come afterwards, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So during and after college, she tries a bunch of jobs. She's a library clerk. She's a web designer. She's a copywriter. She's searching for the thing that she thinks she would like. But maybe because of that love of attention and seduction and the fact, you know, she doesn't like actual sex, because of that combination, she found herself drawn to certain areas of sex work. Mm. So first off, she finds a sugar daddy through Craigslist. Well, so she (laughs) finds him and she makes some real good money with this dude. But then he tells her about this area called cam girls and camming and That's where girls make real money, he says, on their terms. So what it is is girls who – and I had to figure out what this was by reading this. Girls set up webcams for a number of different sites, and they put on shows each Ah, night. Okay. And they get paid in tips by viewers. Like viewers will tip them to take their bra off, Mm. tip them to do certain acts, whatever. So for Issa, that means she names herself Una, another character. She creates levels of tipping that means taking off her clothes and ultimately masturbating on camera. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. And she makes some bank off of this. Oh. Like one month, she pulls in $15,000 from tips for this. Huh. So this is a fascinating look at this completely other world that a lot of us may not know exists. Mm Mm-hmm. And how when it comes down to it, I mean, this is sex work. It's ultimately work. She's building this business. She is marketing the shit out of this. We see her deal with shitty coworkers. We see her deal with shittier clients. Yeah. Um, we see her take control, but also like run this as a business and make a lot of money from it. For a minute, I just forgot we were talking about a memoir. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I love that we fully get in her head because mm-hmm. she writes so well that – I mean, it feels like it's happening right there. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're part of this story, which is Mm. really, really cool. Um, And we join her, like we follow her through some really powerful realizations of why she likes attention so much and why she may not like the actual sex act and where that, you know, sort of dichotomy comes. Um, There's this great quote that I found from her in an interview where she says, Camming, first of all, gave me a lot of confidence in myself. Confidence as a businesswoman and as an entrepreneur. It really showed me that I could create something that was successful, which was incredibly validating. Camming was also the first place where I learned that I could set and enforce boundaries around my body and my sexuality, and that was also incredibly empowering. So really cool because we see some real shitty situations in this book, but we also see that like her coming to own her body, coming to like own what she wants to be doing, own like, like she said, all the boundaries, her sexuality and really come to terms with herself. Mm -hmm. So she does this for two years. And then after that, she went on to write a screenplay kind of based on her experiences. And Mm. I I guess it's a horror movie that's available on Netflix called Cam. Okay. It involves part of her story, but this is her full like memoir about what that means. Um, She's also got two more screenplays in development and another memoir. 
Wow. I think she's only like 28. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting it. So it's a really unique story. Really well done. I was really gripped. I read it really fast. Yeah. I was um, horrified, by not, but not surprised by a lot of the male behavior okay. on the site. Um, but also like how much... Like, she has to be both a wild girl on camera, but also very pleasing. Like, uh, she has to say thank you all the time. And she has to be like, oh, what a great idea. And take all these gifts and sign autographs and all this kind of So she has control, but yet it's also this not, acting yeah. that she has to do. So I really loved that for this theme. Just okay. thinking about, you know, sex work in and of itself is seen as so wild and mm-hmm. so out there. But she goes a long ways towards showing it's just it's work, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah, I watched like a, I don't know if it was a 2020. It was like one of those kind of news programs on mm-hmm. that one time. And it was fascinating just hearing so fascinating. about, yeah, I mean, just got, taking that jump into that. Yes. I don't know how you do that, but yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so many of the clients actually on this site want someone to listen to them and so, want someone to like see how powerful they think they are and mm-hmm. it was so much more emotional than sexual which was really really interesting that was by and far the the theme of the like special i mm-hmm. watched too was like a lot of it was just like companionship like yes. they didn't want yeah anything else they wanted like i want to go out for chinese with someone yes. i mean it was like a very different than you would have thought mm-hmm. going into the Which is special. so interesting. I think it talks to maybe some of the isolation that we feel in yeah. this world that we see each other all the time online, but right. we can still feel so lonely. And yes. So this was one way of people connecting. And and even in these rooms that she would like webcam to, there'd be like friendships being made among the guys. And like, she oh. felt like she was developing a sort of community in a way, which wow. was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of bizarre, but also, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that happens. Check it out. That sounds great. I don't recommend starting a webcam camming business. No, 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 no. We're not no. advocating that. Nope. No, nope. And I think after you read this, you won't want to do that. Nope. Nope. But nope. it's nope. a nope. fascinating look. Nope girl's gone wild <laughs> again again <laughs> again uh my other genre pick is actually um a work in translation which is why i picked it for Ooh. other genre and i do believe you've read this as well mm. it's called the vegetarian oh shit yeah I by hong kang uh-huh uh deborah smith is the translator of this edition it was uh published in 2016 oh this is a perfect pick for this yeah, yeah. won the man booker international prize that year um she's won a lot of other prizes she's a south korean writer but the the basis of the story is that young he and her husband live a normal life they're just a pretty average couple they live in seoul until one night she has a nightmare that she just cannot shake so the nightmare is very vivid it's described and it's basically like blood soaked mm-hmm. like and and in her mind it's related to meat and she has this very visceral reaction to the blood and the idea of eating meat and, and animal products so in an effort to get it to stop because it doesn't stop after one night she thinks okay well i i think i'm supposed to be vegetarian mm-hmm. that will get this to stop so this decision while it might seem small to us where we live here in the united states and and might seem not that big of a deal for a lot of people in our culture. 
for her living in modern day Seoul and with her husband and the fact that societal rules there are very strictly obeyed. This is like very a gendered. Too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is a very big deal mm-hmm. to say that you're not going to do this because in a lot of ways they take it as like defying the culture, mm-hmm. defying the old way of cooking. And her husband particularly has a problem with it. So the fact that she won't obey him and stop it is another huge issue. Um, but it doesn't necessarily totally resolve the dreams. And so she kind of keeps taking it to the next level because she's trying to get rid of this feeling that she's having. Um, So this decision, although from the outside should seemingly have no impact on anyone, has this huge ripple effect across her family and then from her family out to other people. And that's really the rest of the story is watching this one decision ripple across all these places based on the idea that she's crazy because Mm -hmm. she decided to do this. So I picked it for this theme because obviously they assume she's crazy. And from the reader's perspective, you're like, what? I mean... (laughs) You guys are all kind of acting crazy, which seems perfect for this. Totally. But you also, as you get into it further, there's also a lot more to unpack. It's a lot more than just this decision to be a vegetarian. There seems to be kind of this emphasis on being independent Mm -hmm. and saying, look, I don't, I'm not, I don't have to be rude. I don't have to create a big scene. I just, I want to make my own decision. Do That's something it. different than yeah. what the culture I'm says. I'm doing it yeah. quietly. I'm uh-huh. not disrupting anyone. So what's the problem? The way it's presented is so interesting. And then everyone else's reaction to that. I just love it for this theme because it seems so on par with what happens. You mm-hmm. know, if someone dares to stand up and do something different, usually it's all the other people around them that are crazy, but want to cast that one person as Absolutely. crazy, which is exactly what happens in this book. Um, I also think it's a really good examination of abuse and abuse in any form, whether that's emotional, psychological, mental, physical, whatever it is, how that can then move forward and have its own kind of causes and how that just keeps moving out Mm -hmm. in an effect. So there's a lot to unpack in this. There is. It's a quick read, Mm -hmm. but it's a it's packed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick. Like I remember reading it quickly, but I also it was heavy in a way. Fair, yeah. 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 But not unenjoyable heavy. No. It's very like, no, so much to grip onto. Yes. What I, I liked too, you know, is I think especially women, we have such a tendency when we feel out of control with things or like that we're being judged. Sometimes we focus on our bodies yes. to like get a sense of control. And that kind of mm-hmm. takes over her as well from yeah. what I remember. And I, I really liked that examination that, that then it even becomes more crazy that everyone's so fixated on yes. what she's doing to her body. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That she, You're focusing on so the wrong things. Yep. That, that she's doing something terrible. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it has no effect on anyone else. They're just all so, they can't get on board. They can't yeah. believe it. It's, it's very, yeah, there's so much, like you said, it's, it's not, it's heavy, but it's not hard heavy, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, like we mentioned, I mean, some things that could be triggers, but I don't even think it's triggering in, in oh, the no. normal sense no. of examining these things. Yeah. It's more just you're left with those thoughts. It's yes. the way that you kind of process it. I mean, it it's a it's a doozy. It is a doozy. I, I like what you're saying, too, that like some of these rules that dictate if we're wild or crazy are so freaking arbitrary anyway. Yeah. Like the idea that um, – what you eat is such an affront to to other people. Yes, yeah, to like, other people. What does it to, matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There and there's so many scenes of that in there. Like mm-hmm. there's a business dinner she has to go to yes. with her husband that goes terribly wrong because she won't eat meat. There's a scene with her immediate family, her uh-huh. mom, her They're dad, t- her sister that just it explodes, and you're like, what? 
what does it mean? I mean, they take it so personally. And mm-hmm. that's so interesting anyway, because that is something I think we see in our culture a lot. Like people get very defensive about someone else's lifestyle. Absolutely, because then they have to start thinking about yes, their own and yeah. are these really the choices you should be making? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the tendency is to lash out at others Yeah, if it's even a little bit different. And yeah. think about it in context of anything else. Like I know like Mike's favorite thing in the world is Diet Mountain Dew. I don't like Diet Mountain Dew, but guess what? I don't care. Yeah. Like it's not some big thing that we have to talk about every day. Like why do you like Diet Mountain Dew? I don't like Diet Mountain Dew. You, you know, it's yeah. just a choice. Like, On your company a- website, does mm-hmm. it list that Mike is especially receptive to being paid in Diet Mountain Dew. It should, yeah, because it should. he is. Yeah. yeah. In fact, <laughs> it's kind of funny because we do have repeat clients that he'll come and they'll stock the fridge with oh Diet Mountain God. Dew for him because they know. That's amazing. Because he drinks an enormous amount of Diet Mountain well, Dew. How much of his body do you think is Diet Mountain Dew versus water? 80-20. <laughs> that seems healthy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah. healthy, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. In fact... We did at one point inquire with a Pepsi distributor if they would just deliver a pallet oh my to God. save the time. They won't unless you're like a have an actual business front, you know, where oh. you have the cooler. And well, there you saying, go. That's why you need to set up a business front just yeah. so you can get a pallet. Just so I can say I'll do. sell it out of this cooler to one customer <laughs> and I'll just refund all of his money. Like, <laughs> so they will not allow individuals no. to purchase pallets. It seems like a missed opportunity. I literally asked a Pepsi delivery man oh in the grocery God. store. And then he said, I don't know. You have to call our, you know, whatever, headquarters, corporate office. You can't be the only person that is asked. I don't think so. That Pepsi No, because he didn't no. seem that weirded out. Mm-mm. He was just like, yeah. In fact, I almost had a moment where I thought he was maybe going to flip a business card out. Like, <laughs> oh, this is what you do. Like, I get this all the time. You know, he could start his own business just selling like, you know. Side. Did, yeah. Pallets side, of side pallets. Yep. That, that might be fraud. Embezzlement? Yeah, might be. But we've been kind of loosey-goosey yeah, on what we will yeah. do I mean, and what if it we won't. Me, <laughs> then why not? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, each episode we do, it feels like I get another insight into your home life <laughs> and the relationship that you have with both your husband and your children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's always always very fascinating yeah it makes me like you more well thanks yeah i'm glad that mike's weird diamond do have it to somehow cemented our friendship even more <laughs> could also be that michael's trying very hard to really endear himself to podcat and you know that's mm. going to get to my heart yeah he is so. he's very concerned about podcat yes he really loves and appreciates podcat yeah Podcast going into it. I feel yeah. like he was almost a little bit offended that he wasn't consulted in medical <laughs> decisions relating to podcast. So to back up, yeah. Podcat went to the vet this week. And yep. by going to the vet, that means that I drove her to the vet while she was meowing the entire time. I wish I had a video of that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brought her into the vet. She's had what we thought was an eye infection. Turns out she's got a tumor behind that eye. She does. It's pressing the eye forward so much. She kind of looks like a weird, creepy, like not Terminator eye, but like cloudy Terminator, cloudy eye. Terminator eye. Yeah. Exactly. And what they prescribe is eye removal surgery. So after I first was like, what? This Mm -hmm. is a thing? Mm -hmm. And then I immediately went to the internet and also Instagram to look up one-eyed cats. And I realized, oh, this is actually, you know, cats can actually recover from this fairly easily. We're taking her in next week. Get that eye removed. Mm -hmm. Which, one, hopefully will reduce any pain that she's feeling and reduce any tumors that might be there. But also, 
make her look real badass. I mean, we have been discussing eye patch possibilities. We really have. Like it's a second job. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole world of custom eye patches out there. We've got yeah. some good ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what so. we need to know from our listeners is: Would you <gasps> wear a podcast themed eye patch? Oh my god, yes! Because if you want to wear one, we will make that. We'll happen. make it happen. But Mike was feeling a little hurt he that was. he wasn't consulted well, about said organ removal, okay. and I'm using direct quotes. <laughs> Organ removal is how he referred to the surgery. He also did his own internet research as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I'm glad that he's concerned. Also, I don't think he should be involved in these decisions, but I like his, I like his tenacity. You don't need to give him that. Nope. 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 After that one shared moment at New Year's Eve. This is an okay time to set a boundary. Yep, Yep. it is. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. Podcat gave you a couple cuddles. But she can be kind of slutty. Yeah, and, and that doesn't mean you get to make medical decisions. Nope. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what's up with podcast. Mm-hmm. There's really no way to pivot from podcast no, getting her eye I removed. I think just right to, to pop, pop culture. culture. <laughs> right to pop culture. There's no other topics that relate to that yeah. really anywhere no. in our conversation. So hard pivot mm-hmm. to pop culture. And I'm recommending a show on Hulu. Mm. It's called This Way Up. Oh, it is written by and starring Ashlyn B, the woman from Living With Yourself that I recommended oh, a few episodes yeah. ago. And I mentioned I had never seen her before. I really liked her. Super funny. Very charismatic. I also pronounced her name wrong, I think, the first time. So this oh. time I'm pronouncing it right, hopefully. OK, um, but she plays a woman named Anya, who's a teacher in London, and she starts the show leaving a rehab center after having a, quote, teeny little nervous breakdown. Her sister picks her up, and the two of them, you see immediately, have a very sort of codependent relationship. Mm. They're they're very close, but also, like, the older sister worries inordinately about the younger, and the younger is trying to impress the older. You know how right, that can be. Right, right. So the story then picks up four months later, and Anya returns to her job teaching English to immigrants in London. She shoplifts every once in a while. I mean... She's always outrageously funny. She's often drunk. Oh. She has casual sex. So she oh. is a wild woman by all the standards that wild we've established. Woman, yes. Yeah. But she, she's kind of just barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. And she, I think one of the things that uh, you see right away is that she has a lot of like feeling. She just feels so much. And it doesn't seem like her life allows her to direct that anywhere. So she's just kind of trying to booze it out. And she's trying right. to like um, deflect anything with humor and all that kind of stuff. So, our first Girls Gone Wild episode that we mentioned, uh, I recommended a book called Trainwreck. Yes. And it talks about um, known train wrecks of the past, people that we called train wrecks. Mm-hmm. And it kind of digs into like why, why they're called that. What are they actually doing that's wrong? And the, the sum total of it is nothing. They're just sort of defying these random arbitrary standards that we've set for mm-hmm. women. Um, they, they feel too much. They've had too much sex. They're just too much. Mm-hmm. And that's Anya. But you quickly, you love her right away, Um, especially as she sort of tentatively forges like new connections with her sister, with her mom, with the father of one of her students, who's played by Tobias Menzies, who plays Prince Philip in The Crown. Oh, I really like him. and He's great in this. He's kind of straight man, but he's also funny. Mm. Really like him. Um, 
So yeah, I love this show because she is wild, um, and she's kind of hurting because of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's trying to be herself. She's trying to be authentic. She's just trying to live her damn life mm-hmm. and honor what she feels, what she needs, and not apologize for it, which is so cool. That's what we all kind of want. Yeah. The show is incredibly funny. She's just a goddamn delight. Delight. Got lots of heart to it as well. Uh, six episodes, half hour each, one wow. night. Nice. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. I think if you've re- if you've enjoyed any of like the living with yourself or any of the past recommendations, you you'd like this for sure. Sounds great. Yes. Well, I am uh, brought a podcast this time, and this is my first foray into kind of like a scripted serial Ooh, type yeah. podcast where uh-huh. it's not. I generally listen, you know, like the true crime, mm-hmm. you know, more like the reporting type. Um, and this one is called Blood Ties. It was released by Wondery in December 2019. So few months ago. Um, and it's a crime fiction podcast. It stars Gillian Jacobs from Community, um, and who plays this character named Eleanor Richland. Mm-hmm. And it also sh- uh, stars Josh Gad, who you might know from... This is in my sort of queue. I haven't listened yeah. to it yet. Okay. Yeah, so Beauty yeah. and the Beast, he's the voice of yes. Olaf in Frozen. He plays Michael Richland. So these are brother and sister. And we find them shortly before Christmas uh, in the Caribbean. They're supposed to be meeting their parents, who their father is a famous um, heart surgeon, doctor who started this whole health system that helps all these kids, but obviously very wealthy as well. So they're meeting there for Christmas. Um, Their dad also happens to be like a pilot, has his own plane. So he's flying him and his wife in and the kids are meeting them there. Um, And the last, the thing that we hear before everything kind of goes awry is a phone call between Eleanor and her mom and her mom asking her, hey, did you get that email and Eleanor's like, no, well, that's, you know, I wanted you to have some time to think about it before we got there. So it's kind of this weird, like what's mm-hmm. going on. And then the next thing we know is that this plane has crashed and they found mom's body. They haven't found dad's body yet. They're oh. still looking, but basically they've lost both their parents. And the rest of the podcast is just the unraveling of what is maybe the real story of her dad, the real Ooh. story of her mom. What's going on with Michael? It's great. It was, um, it's like six episodes. So, and I've heard that they're angling for season two because it does kind of leave on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. honestly. But it is interesting. I just, I have not gone into this world at all. And so I didn't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, it's very well written. I really enjoyed the actors in it. And yeah, it was fun and I Excellent. loved it. I'm so glad you're getting into audio yeah. fiction. I yes. hadn't really done, you know, I've listened to audio, but we talked about mm-hmm, that. And I do, mm-hmm. I, there are a ton of podcasts I listen to, but I've never tried this kind of form where they're telling you a story over a period, you know, over so many episodes mm-hmm. and it's written and you've recommended a ton of good ones. And this was, I just thought I'm going to try this. Awesome. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. it. It's I love stuff. Josh Gad. Yeah. Love I love Gillian Jacobs. Jacobs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So mm-hmm. also, I don't know what it is, but since I've been little, I I love the sound of heels clicking and there's so many heels clicking in this what? series yeah like the sound that high heels make on like a floor yes. i love that noise why do you love this i don't do know you think? i also okay. really like the sound of blinkers like when if someone gets a new car i really want to sound oh. what the blinker sounds like wow mm-hmm. this is interesting and mm-hmm. i want to dig into this mm-hmm. 
So I don't think there's any blinkers, this. but there's definitely heels clicking. It's a lot of heels. Okay. And I like so, it. I, I w- you don't wear a lot of heels. No, you don't not wear anymore. like no, no. no. Did you ever used to wear stilettos and like the clicking of your own shoes? Yeah, not yeah. like not huge stilettos, but yeah, I wore heels a lot mm-hmm. in my office work. And yes, I loved it when I could go to a client. Did you click. feel powerful as hell? So powerful. Ugh. Click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> but also, nothing will ruin heels faster than walking like on cement or yes. asphalt, like mm-hmm. driveway, you know, parking lots and stuff. But it makes a good sound. I loved them. Wow. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm going to think more about this. That's I'm going to have lots of follow-up That's questions fine. That's fine. about this auditory mm-hmm. fixation that you have. Sometimes, you know, like whatever happened randomly, maybe you need to drive a friend's car or something. Mm-hmm. I, all I really want to do is listen to the blinker. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe next time we go to Big Acai, uh, we'll have to go in my car together just so you can hear my damn blinker. Yeah, I'm saying. See if you approve of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. We're going to leave off on that. That's me going wild (laughs) with some blinkers and some heels. You are so wild. I am. Look at me. I love the sound of blinkers. I don't care who knows it. (laughs) You are a girl gone wild again. People at home are like, oh my God, is this PBS? Are they talking about sweaty balls again? Oh my God. Why do I listen? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Good news is you can find out about more of my loves next Wednesday. I mean, I keep finding out about them and they're real random and I like them. And yeah, sort of having that moment where I realized now that I really put that out there. Sometimes I think you forget that we're recording and you just say things and then you can see on your face the realization. They're like, oh, I shared that with a lot of people. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did. I did. I did. Well, hey, of all the things to share, this is mild. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Different. It is. is. So, you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. No. Good. In the meantime, why don't you head to our website? Okay. There's... (laughs) Should we have some stilettos like clicking click, click, on click, there when people blinkers, visit the like when oh you my click God, on things? Yes. It's a blinker sound. Oh, I'll see Ooh. if I can make that okay, happen. Okay, that'd be yeah. great. Yep. You'll well, be on our that's not there yet, but yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go there, you're going to find out lots of great recommendations mm-hmm. that we've made, plus these. So get to it. Also at the website, maybe when you click on it and hear a, a wiper or a blinker. Do you like the wiper sound? No. Oh, okay. No, no, do not put a wiper oh, sound. Oh, wow. That is, okay, that was a hard pass on that one. That is disgusting. I am just... Disgusted. <laughs> okay, there's not going to be a wiper there sound. Is no the wiper. There's no chance of a wiper. Do not go to a website looking for a wiper. Okay, I'm a little disturbed. <sighs> and I'm thinking there's some trauma we got to unearth somewhere. <laughs> a blinker and a wiper. <laughs> but guess what's on our website? No trauma. None of it. There's some great bonus stuff. <laughs> Aaron's lost it, and I love it. And there's some great bonus stuff. We've been talking to authors. We've been doing some random uh, quizzes and stuff, which I think we need to do another one now yeah. because we're going to find more out about this blinker situation. We are. And you know what? If you also like blinkers and heels clicking, this might be a perfect time to reach out and be like, this is why I like those two ladies because they're not afraid yes, to, to talk wade about their in love. to the blinker waters. Yep. Mm-hmm. So get out there and write us a review. Easy on Apple Podcasts. So easy. If you have an Android or you listen to us on a different thing besides Apple, go to Podchaser. Mm-hmm. Great way to leave a review. Absolutely. Or do it on our website. Man, yeah. We'll you publicize can... it everywhere. We sure will. Yeah, we will. You know what you can also do? What? Send us a theme idea. Yes. Not too long ago, we did another listener-suggested theme. We did. It was a hit, as always, because <laughs> our listeners, <laughs> our listeners are smart, smart people. 
that has some good ideas and some good queries for us. They do. So tell you what, if you're one of those smarty pantses, send us a theme idea. We'll get to it. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, website. You can keep up with PodCat on Instagram. Yes, the eye situation. You're going to yes. find it. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to be in the Des Moines area and you're looking for a great read, you can go to Plain Talk Books and find our shelf. Great used books there. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to Beaverdale Books, find our shelf there, and get a brand spanking new book. Brand books. Brand new books. Take home. Yes. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.